We're live. One taken again. Okay. Well, if we're one taking it, I have to start this podcast off with two things. The first, this episode of the Guncast is sponsored by LaCroix. It's it's not, though. There's a LaCroix can right there. There's a bunch of things around us that we could... We don't want to give them any of their due, and, uh... But, I mean... We're also lying. There's no sponsors to this. Clearly, no one would sponsor this effort. (laughs) Besides us two. We don't even have a friend that will come in the room and talk talk with us. We have one guest on the cast, and we have one sit-in. Who was it? It was Gene. Oh. Who isn't... I mean, can you call him a friend? He's kind of just has to do it. <laughs> Contractually do anything, uh, right? obligated. That's another not. That's also a n- not true. Oh. He doesn't have. LaCroix is not a sponsor or whatever you said. And Gene is also not contractually bound to do anything. Okay. I didn't even. I don't even remember him talking. Okay, that was a year ago. <laughs> I can't remember what we talked about last week. The second thing I want to talk about, bring up before we start, I wanted to wish you a happy Father's Day because you've certainly sunned a few people in this game that we call music. Well, I'm glad I was finally getting the recognition I deserve because I have sunned a lot of uh, bastards, but... Not only sunned, but grandsunned I grandsunned that when and I sunned you twice. <laughs> but, um... But to be clear... To all the women out there that I'm involved with and the ones that I'm not involved with and the ones that I used to be involved with and the ones that I'll soon become involved with and then not be involved with, I don't actually have any um, children, that you know legitimate of. or non, bastards or non. So you got a few sons is, in the game, though. A lot of these fools are my sons, whether they know it or not, you know, and it's a and, and of course they hate their father, you know. They're, of course they're going to be in denial, but I did invent a few people. That's writ large. Cool. <laughs> uh, speaking of people jocking our swag, there seems to be a new trend online uh, that we started years ago. People are now screaming, fuck Live Nation. I don't know if you saw they're, this. They're really, they really are. Well, I don't know if they're. It's the internet, so they can't scream anything. Oh, I guess right. if they made a YouTube Is it video. in capital letters and stuff? Yeah, okay. yeah. Which is implied screaming. Did you see that though? I didn't. I just seen the articles. Oh, that you right. showed me because you're not uh, on the socials, really. I. A funny side note. I forgot my Instagram password. Yeah, I got two emails today. You also unfollowed everyone. Oh, yeah. Including me, dude. Fuck you. I'm out, dude. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I gotta get on I'm back. I gotta get on there. Susie was like, yo, are you done with this thing? I was like, why don't you use it to find some, some friends? <laughs> That's called MySpace. Yeah. But, um, I gotta get back up on there so you can get famous 
I'm right, gonna follow yeah. you. I'm gonna get up on one it. follower. Yeah. Oh, you are following one the person. band. The band. The band. Yeah. It's just so annoying. I realized. I don't really care about what anyone's doing. It is kind of weird. Lame. I've because I've been thinking like I anyone that I know personally I'll follow and I'm not talking like no offense but if you're you don't come up to me at, at a show and be like hey will you follow me and here's my Instagram like no. and now that we know each other like no I don't know you like just because I've met you doesn't mean I know you. I realized that the people that I knew were the ones I was least interested in following. Well, yeah, and then that's that's what I was gonna say. Like, I follow people into high school with, and they're just posting stupid shit of their kids and stuff. Like, I don't care. You're not doing anything. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, we've talked about this a few times, and I just, it's a, it's not an ongoing battle. It's more like, it's useless. I guess it's not really my part of the playground I guess you know I understand it's utility but sometimes I just need to check out anyway that wasn't the point you said they were on there screaming yeah on the Twitter mostly is where I saw it but the Twitter is another one that's I can't even log on to that I don't even know my info <laughs> but uh I'm sure someone made a it fake. It was about Live Nation. Yeah. Someone probably has a fake profile of you running around on the Twitter. I Trying know they do on girls. the Facebook. Yeah, right. Which is cool. Yeah, so if you see me coming to your... If you see me interacting with you, following you, or and talking to you, or if you see me on your OnlyFans... Or your Tinder. It's not me, clearly. I have no social skills and no acumen, and I don't... I just... It's not me. Um, I don't like you, and I don't care about people or human life, so. David Gunn, coming soon to a Tinder near you. Yeah, right. (laughs) But anyways, dude, Live Nation. This is the only music news going on, so I figured we should talk about it a little bit, because we've got some experience with Live Nation. Yeah. I I had this article that you sent me. It said Live Nation wants artists to take pay cuts and cancellation burdens for shows in 2021 because of the COVID. Because of COVID, mostly. which is hilarious because it says Live Nation wants artists to take pay cuts as if you have a choice. Right. Ooh. You can't say no. <laughs> right. They own everything. So um it's also funny that it says Live Nation wants artists to take cancellation burdens. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it uh, it gets it gets even funnier. They're basically just saying like, "Hey, it's our job to do this, but if it goes wrong, we're mm. not paying for it." Have you heard this before? Have you heard this story before? Housing m- mm. market. Okay. Uh, well, I was Great. six when that happened. Yeah, I know you were 30. <laughs> I did you know see I mean. The Big Short, though. Uh, right. So, yeah, there's Hollywood movies made about it, and everyone pays to go see them like we, as if we didn't already pay for the crisis itself. So that's that's uh, getting paid twice. That's what they call double dipping where I'm from. Are they going to make a <laughs> movie about the Live Nation 
I doubt it. Monday. It's. I doubt it. But the article is hilarious because it says, I, I, I just wrote, wrote down a couple notes. It says, uh, in a memo obtained by Rolling Stone, you got to forgive my reading because I, I don't actually sub-vocalize, but... That part right there is already funny to me because it makes it seem like they were doing some fucking All the President's Men. They were doing some, um, yeah, some kind of muck, muckraking journalism. Right. <laughs> and it was probably It just, was a public service right. announcement that they put out to all... Um, promoters, agents, and venues. A memo obtained. Okay. Uh, Live Nation cites, quote, unprecedented times and, quote, the exponential rise of certain costs <laughs> as reasons for adjusting payment policies. So when I read the, uh, it was the subtext, it was below the, uh, the title, I started dying because... There's nothing un, you know, unpress. I I know you know this, and I know everyone knows this, but unprecedented means ha, never before. There's no never. precedent for it. Right. There's no precedent for it. This is called SARS COVID two. As in, there is a numbered precedent of it. So this shit just had me kind of, well, aside from there being endless financial crises, economy crisis you know SARS whatever all these things what what they're really saying is like this is the first time it happened to us right and we're hurting but it, it's funny that they use the word unprecedented and it's in and they used it it's not the journalism it's in it's this was from the memo yeah obtained. when it was definitely precedent it, it has actually happened before and they're even numbering it but um so that was that was funny I thought the very first word, and then I again overthought it, of course, and I realized that that has just been a nationally accepted phrase and touted. Yeah, you, yeah. You will now hear probably people using it pretty much for anything, for any type of. It's okay to use that for some reason, and we keep repeating it like it's the truth, even though it's not. And then, um, so that kind of pissed me off because I immediately became on guard. Um, because it seemed like I was about to be lied to. You know, when someone's like kind of smiling in your face and you just are so suspicious. Lied to by Live Nation, not Rolling Stone, just to clarify. Although Rolling Stone has kind of been going down as far as how enjoy which I enjoy reading it, I guess. So has National Geographic. But that's a side note. Dude, you're just, uh, you hate journalism. No, because it, it's not journalism anymore, you know. Um, which that could be a topic for another cast. But it, uh, to me, it kind of lumps in the company as a victim status with the, the uh, you're kind of lumping yourself in to the victim role when you aren't a victim. Who I mean, nation is? Yeah. Uh, due to unprecedented times, you know what I mean? It is kind of funny to think about, maybe I'm jumping ahead here too much, but Live Nation would not have a product or service to offer if it wasn't for the artist making. It's not like Live Nation is going out there and performing, right? Like. Right. Yeah. And it's funny that you, you. It's 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 common though that 
the monopolies will make the the bottom of the totem pole shoulder the yeah. burden. We paid for the economic collapse. We, you know, they call it bailouts. You know, uh, Bush and Obama both gave hundreds of billion, signed off on hundreds of billion dollars worth of bailouts for the economy. But this is kind of the same thing. And you, this, the subtext has a second quote, which is also hilarious. Exponential rise of certain costs, which is another. Costs don't really rise exponentially. That is a strange quantitative jargon that, you know, it's possible, but. What, what could they be referring to here? Well, that's clear right here, Koozie. Certain costs. As opposed to uncertain ones. Unprecedented costs. Uh, yeah, so. That's that what was... I don't, I don't understand what. Is the un, the rise of certain costs, there's not concerts happening? Like, I don't, this, it doesn't make this sense. This was kind of weird because, um, I was peeping this game because immediately when something crazy happens, I start looking at the stock market to see where I can make money. Uh, with volatility and you know what I mean, all these crazy things. Didn't Live Nations go Live up? Nation was straight yeah, the whole time. How does that happen? The past few months. Um, he, I don't know. I don't know. I'm it's not. It's kind of fishy. I'm, it's fishy. <laughs> but you. Well, I do know. Maybe it has something to do. I did read that Live Nation was doing like drive-in concerts. A lot of that stuff. And but, maybe people were just like, they thought their Live Nation was about to hit on like a idea that was really about to take off. Maybe but, so. It could have been the latency as far as you, you, when you have something uh, service like that, you don't perform in real time. You kind of perform into the future, you know? Like, uh, as of right now, we're booking shows in 21. Right. Um, so it was, so take airlines, for example, you book, you book your flights a few months out or whatever. Um, the airlines, it took, a, there was a latency, there was a catching up period where they were still holding all the money that people were currently booking, that pe people had booked for these current times. They were still holding all that money, and as long as they didn't have to give it back, and most of them didn't, they just offered it in credit form. And they'll, they'll just make it impossible and argue with you f so that they can keep the money that they currently have. To do that, they stay a f they stay for a limited amount of time but th until that latency kind of catches up into real time, you know? They're still turning a profit. They're kind of operating in the future. And when, But when I looked at it, there was a few articles written, I can't remember who wrote them, about the Live Nation uh, had kind of stayed afloat it was at 68 dollars i think in february i remember checking it something like that and we're, even right now it's went down but to 50 which is it, yeah it, it's inconsequential it's not a plummet like some of the airlines are closing their doors and stuff like that some of these other uh you know cruise lines or whatever whatever it may be um have went down to pennies it hasn't done that and it's uh, there was there was another part in the article, which again, it's funny, uh, to a way. Uh, it says most the new 
policies shift financial burdens to the artist. For example, the company wants to decrease the monetary guarantees promised to artists before an event by 20% across the board. That's just hilarious. Because what do you do? You just well, you just pay everyone less. So we're sitting, so we're sitting, we're in good standing. You know what I mean? Right, but I, I doubt Live Nation employees are taking a twenty percent pay cut. Right, um, and then because this has nothing to do with you know company policy, this says it wants artists right to take a twenty percent cut. It and again, it doesn't mean it wants them to. It means you will, or else you're not going to play our shows and our venues and all of our festivals. And we have Which, most of them. To clarify, yeah. To clarify it, most venues, if you go and see a show, are Live Nation venues. So, that's funny. And then it says, Live Nation also says if a concert's canceled due to poor ticket sales, it'll give the artist a quarter of its guarantee. Which is, if you're a layman and you don't know how this shit works, um... You're like, oh, well, you know, you don't have to play and you still get a quarter of your money. No, typically when that happens, due to poor concert ticket sales, sales, you pay, they still pay you 100% of your money because you're not a promoter. There's, it's not there's an agency, there's a promoter, and there's, there's a, a company like Live Nation. Your responsibility to a certain degree is, is to market the show, but... Talent buyers uh, buy talent on, with their own knowledge of the area and the, and the group and the venue or whatever it may be. And that's their gamble. This again just ensures that they have no risk and all the reward. So that was funny. And then the next one says, if an artist cancels a performance in breach of the agreement, which the agreement is a joke because this is the abridged agreement, the, the annotated and edited agreement, um, the artist will pay the promoter two times its fee. This is just funny and arbitrary. They just make something All up. Right, two times. And I'm going to get double the money. That way, if, that way it's, it's more beneficial for us to cancel than it is to actually have shows, which is uh, pretty funny. But... It's typical, like I said, uh, these fees and all these other things and having the people shoulder the blame. You know, I, I beat a dead horse, but the people are paying for, like, the idea that we can't drink water in this town. Right. When You ha you know what I mean? Oh, uh, rappers are sending semis of, of water, and, and on one hand, you're like, thanks. But on the other hand, you're like... Why did they fuck us and get away with it? And why is it our responsibility to fix? You know, this is an infrastructure that's funded by tax dollars, by municipal... It's a municipality. It's water service, right? Something that most people don't even think about. Right. This is a private company arbitrarily deciding it's um, the, these types of things. And it's, it's not an unusual, but... As we said before, we've we've got had our run-ins with Live Nation, which I never personally felt any type of way about. It was more about you know integrity and principles and things like that at the time. Well, and still now, I don't regret it or care. But no one gave a shit, like you said uh, at the beginning, until it started affecting them, 
and their little wallets and their little life and and now everyone's enraged let me ask you a question real quick about that so you canceled a live nation show yes on the day of the show yeah what was so you in the contract that you had with live nation what was the penalty for you pulling out of that contract or because this um, you would have had to pay double you would have had to pay that double one we would have had to pay double if that yeah. were to happen now this one um Was, was there any? Can I answer it in a long way? Go ahead. It's a podcast. A, okay. Because <laughs> penalty, to a lot of people, you think of what we're reading about right now, which is money. You don't realize that we stood there knowing the consequences, voluntarily crippled our careers on principle. All you kind of think about is that you don't get a show. You and don't get paid for it. It's all people think about those. I can't go to the show. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, and, and you kind of think, trust me, man, this hurt me more, way more than it hurt you. Uh, it was one night for you. It's been every night since for us. The penalty was we probably lost, I don't know, maybe 12 or... $13,000, something like that. That was your guarantee Which isn't for the show? huge. No, no, it was a few grand. Okay. But then when you when you consider merch and stuff like sure, that, right. uh, it was a big show. I think there was... It was eight, sold out, right? Or close yeah, to it was, sold out. It, it would have sold out with Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and again, this is not even close to what we're talking about with some of these companies, uh, like something like a Nickelback or a Jay-Z that'll sign a 70 or 80 or 90 or $100 million exclusive touring deal with Live Nation, almost like a label, you know what I mean? So what does Live Nation exactly do? They have all these venues. They just own these, the venues? Yeah. It, yeah. Or they sign they, contracts with the venue owners to make them Live they Nation have these venues. Live Nation venues, but also um, promoters, uh, the, staff, the staffing and stuff is also... Security and stuff, you mean? Even though that's like a third party... Hired out, they uh, handle doing that. I don't really know. I, okay. I I imagine, but they they try to get their hands in everything involving the show. Uh, so festivals, they'll they'll fund uh, festivals, shows, events, gatherings, and then it goes down to also staffing them. You know, a lot Vendors. of these are live nation promoters. Yeah, they're not just some guy out there with a checkbook trying to buy talent or whatever it may be. And then you have. Um, I can try to tie everything in together in a long-winded kind of way, but... So... The way I would say it was, you have to look behind the curtain at how this shit works, because it was... Uh, the issue was, okay, we had the guns, we canceled the show, whatever. It wasn't really anything that anyone could have an opinion on because it's not really a dialogue. It's it's just us making a decision about our own careers and safety, and, and that's what it had to be. But I noticed, you, you know, people get mad if it's not consistent. It was kind of what we were talking about before this. People get mad if it's not consistent with 
their good life, which is why everyone's mad right now that this is dipping into their pockets. Right. But. So when King did it, they were the bad guys because it was all oh, they care about their guns more than the show or whatever. Yeah. That the people wanted to say, but, but now, now that it's affecting everyone. Everyone's okay and I'm bored and fuck them. And what what you're seeing is a result. It's not Big Brother Live Nation is fucking us. It's you've handed over so much of the power to these people over the years incrementally that it all comes to a head or it all accumulates um, and becomes such a big deal that one day you wake up and realize something like this goes on you don't know how and there's nothing you can do about it and there's nothing you can also do about it but it's because of your own negligence you didn't do things about it along the way like this no one stands and, and tries to check these forces I guess and and they and they quietly build up and they 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 quietly assemble I guess um, so the my analogy would be something like remember when uh, me and Gene were talking about this the other day because he was saying something Bill Burr said and Bill Burr said something like have you ever noticed both sides of politics which we, we talked about kind of in the last cast it was um, they root for their side using the same kind of sense making like when Kaepernick took a knee you know, to, to liberals he was an activist and us speaking out against this that and for a higher cause and all this other stuff but the right was just saying shut up and play the game Yeah, we don't care and then when Drew Brees uh, said th that you know something contrary to that he said you shouldn't uh, disrespect the flag or yeah the 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 conservatives were like yeah he's standing up in activism making a point and the liberals are shut up and play the game and it's just like it's the same type of idea and it's the same type of whatever is consistent with your own kind of idea gets your support and it's kind of instinctive in the sense is when you neglect the responsibility to ignore and do what's easiest and surrender all of your, I guess you could call it power or rights or whatever it may be, and then piss and moan at the consequences and play the victim and cry that the man is you know, keeping you down when you've given them all that power in the first place, that's what this is. So it's kind of everyone's fault that they they let this shit happen because they were too scared to stand up against it when it was happening because the shit you see on TV right now you know people call that courageous and shit it, it's not courageous when everyone's doing it that's just what everyone's doing the whole world has your back you don't have courage right. when everyone is joining you at a mob in the street that's not courage um, it's courage when you're you're staring at the company in the face, knowing that it's going to change everything from then on. And, and we sat there and had that type of conversation at the venue when um, we knew what was gonna come of it. And every day since then has been hard because that's how it works. In this show thing, It's people think it's you know music and all that, but 
it's politics. It's the same thing. Business. It's politics, rubbing elbows, um, scratch my back, I scratch yours. My buddies, Live Nation festivals promoter agents, clicks. Uh, what's cool? What's not? Who's doing what with who? And they're all on the lookout for their own little nice agenda. Interest. Yeah, and they they got to pay their house notes and their car notes and their kids doing whatever and if if this company owns all these places and you piss them off and they ban you you know they they say stupid shit like your career's over they you know what i mean like they, a movie right it and it really is it is like a movie paul giamatti and uh straight out of compton yeah they say shit like that and when we're sitting there negotiating some type of cancellation and they say stuff like you'll never play a live nation venue again everyone can just write it off like it's like it's whatever and what they would have did and all this other shit even people that agree with us most of them don't have that type of fucking idea where it's so easy to hop in and comment on someone else's life but the people that disagree you don't have the courage to stand up for something like that the people that do agree neither do you so because it's true it really it really has been harder since but it wasn't about that you know when you have when you have your label sitting there like you know we should drop these guys because they're too difficult when you make choices like that that's what happens and it's an integrated system where that's what it promotes so a, it's not about a band in a, a live nation. You you just skipped, you know, s five degrees of separation that, like you said, the band is the bottom of the totem pole. Or the the fan maybe actually. Then the band. Then it would, then it would be the agent or the man. Maybe the manager. Maybe the agent. Maybe the promoter. Then maybe the, a big company like uh, like the Live Nation. Just to give you an example. And that's the vertical. That's only the vertical. Sure. So you got this huge monopoly that's waving its power wand. And every agent has to suck their dick. Because your agent's not yours. Your agent has 30 clients. So you can't be loyal to, to Live Nation with 29 right. clients and disloyal with one that makes you it doesn't matter if you if you put a little pinch of salt in a glass of water it becomes salt water it doesn't matter how much salt's in it so that makes you an, a you know a difficult agent if you have one band that's a problem so your loyalty ends up lying and pleasing the monopoly so you can get your little shit and that's just up and down it works horizontally as well in the idea that other agents you know not going from, from fan to artist up the, up the ladder but going horizontal uh, other agents other management other festivals other you're also in league with all these other groups as well who have staff and shit like this to where so-and-so's on a festival, say, 
you're supposed to be on a festival, something happens where you don't, you can't be counted on for X amount of tickets, that fucks over that squad, now that squad has a sour taste in their mouth about you. You know what I mean? Right. It is interesting to think about, uh, you said fans being the lowest on the totem pole, because ticket prices are exponentially, what, what, what's the quote? <laughs> They're going to go the, up, right? I mean, Certain costs. Certain costs will exponentially rise. Certain costs is the perfect phrase to use for that because whenever you're checking out on like a Ticketmaster or something like that, you ever notice that processing fee just gets higher and higher? And what, what does that, that mean? Yeah, they're just fucking you. Process what? The process, process of the, fucking you? Right. Process my credit card info, which every company does millions of times a day. Right, our no store does fee. that. And we need to start charging a processing, processing fees. Sorry, bucks. King fans. The ticket of the the price of what a ticket used to be is now the processing fee. Therefore, the tickets have to keep going up because and people people keep commenting on this too. It's like I remember it used to be this. Now it's this much to go see my favorite band or whatever. Trust me, it's not the band's fault. Right. The band has nothing, damn near nothing to do with that. The only time they have to do with that is if they step in and say, hey, I want to make it this type of, of show where it's going to be this much doing this much for this whatever reason. It's kind of almost like a shtick. But the reason why they're like that is because it's accounting for all this overhead and paying all these people in this Live Nation thing. Or, or a big staff or a big, you know, right. this piece of the pie, that piece of the pie. Because more goes into it than just people on stage yeah and more goes into it than just the people that are with the actual band too yeah this this reminds me of this a horizontal i'll call it a horizontal scenario uh mingling with other groups is also political like um we were doing the maiden thing with the in the philippines the festival yeah and it came close to being another Live Nation deal because around, I don't know, you remember because we were having conversations about it, but around February I had started mailing over there and mailing people here. We had a few tours here lined up and then we had a few tours over there. And I started hitting people up kind of early. Not like I knew something anyone else didn't, but it seemed like the the COVID thing was, it was happening right there, you know, yeah, over in there, Asia. and and I started hitting people up, like you know, this virus that seems to spread from person to person. You're having a festival in Southeast Asia. Did and that festival happen? Did they I do it? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I started email over there and. Um, because because we had a few tours in the states and over there, like I said, um, and they were kind of acting like it didn't matter. Um, they were kind of saying, you know, it's nothing, don't worry about it, and they were saying funny shit like the promoter is a well-respected person or whatever, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. But when they responded once and said, and I was basically just inquiring if it was going to happen or not, when they responded and said some funny shit like, no one over here is worried about that. 
I was just like, all right, that's almost kind of like the, the first sentence of this article that's just funny. Right. I kind of just immediately knew everyone was lying because how could you not be worried if you have millions of dollars tied up into a, um, I don't forget how many tens of thousands of people, but you got made and you got a bunch of, you know what I mean? You are worried. Right. So you have to be lying to, to some degree. So I was kind of starting to think, you know, it's okay. You, what you mean to say is you hope it happens because you have so much investment in it. But And um, unfortunately they're not Live Nation and they can't put the burden on the artist. Right. Or at right. least they weren't planning on that. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And this wasn't, this was a, a little bit early on. But um, they would they would bitch at me in the email kind of like King hasn't submitted their cell phone video. Remember, we always go through this because I, I always try to get you to do them or something. You yeah. Know, um, they have stupid clauses where you have to do stupid shit like send cell phone videos you for know marketing. Funny? They think it works. I talk, I was talking with... Um Alpha Wolf, one of the other bands on that Never Say Die tour, and I was like, yeah, I had to do all those, like, videos and Spotify audio things. They're like, we didn't have to do that. I was like, what the fuck? Really? Yeah. Maybe they just didn't. Maybe they're awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe maybe they didn't. We That's what we usually do anyways, or ignore it. Right. Or not do it. Because it's just so lame. But, um... The point is, uh... I went from kind of asking if it was going to be canceled um, to thinking that they were just lying, and now I'm kind of just saying, you know, you're not you're not getting your fake cell phone video or all your other stuff. I'm not going to book any flights or anything because I just don't think it's going to happen, and I don't think these tours are going to happen either. Possible. And no, I wasn't seeing it in Reasonable. my mind's eye, and um, it's to circle back to the point it started to get horizontal they started saying things like you know when you cancel this and you know what it means is you take out x amount of tickets or whatever your value is i don't really know what our value is i know it's not again all this shit that we're talking about is pretty small we're not talking about doing or an arena tour right a four-year contract for 100 million or anything like that but you got Bruce Dickinson on the cell phone talking about how this shit's gonna go down, and that was that was their basically that was the, their basic idea was because you know he's on the cell phone talking about how it's gonna go down that it is gonna happen, and I was saying I I don't th- not only do I not think it's gonna happen, but I don't think we're gonna come even even if you think this is going to happen because it it just doesn't seem like like it was going to happen and and then they started saying things like well if you do cancel you shouldn't you shouldn't say covid is a is the reason because they didn't want to scare people because they didn't want to cause some hysteria or something and I, and whenever you start talking about lying that's when i start to get a little bit combative because that is what we're going to say because it is the reason right yes we're not the most reliable uh you know as far as i never know what these guys are going to do but we don't lie right to to people we don't say stupid shit like creative differences or 
irreconcilable differences or, uh, uh, you know, all these fake statements that we just tell you what's really happening, kind of like we're sitting here doing now. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do that either. You know what I mean? Uh, when When we do say we're not going to do it, we're going to say it's because of the virus, because that's why. And because when you start lying, you have to start lying more to cover up your original lie. Right. And it's just not, we don't really have that type of worried energy where, I think it was John Guy that used to say, uh, only scared people lie because they're, you know, scared of, they have something to hide. Or, or something to hide or something like that. Kind of that, but yeah, also caring. When you, you don't care what anyone thinks, so you, you're not going to lie about it. You just say the say the damn truth. But they started saying those horizontal things, basically like, well, you know, who knows who will work with you after you, you know, disrupt this kind of payday for this person or this right. team or that agent or you know this person has that person and if you can't be counted on to da 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 and you know then you kind of get iced out and you know you're kind of like a loose cannon and loose cannon just means you won't do what we want you to do when we want you to do it how we want you to do it whether you want to do it or not and uh, once again we ignore that and it didn't really come it wasn't really a big deal because the COVID thing yeah, I looked at it and canceled. getting canceled. End of but, March. Okay. Yeah, they were still trying to hang on to that. And people are raving right now. But we've been, I've been long-winded. But the point is, you did this. You give, you give them this power. And do you, you don't do anything about it. And you're not going to do anything about it because you're lazy, negligent, path of least resistant losers that's what i was gonna say do you think it's because the music business is uh relatively speaking a difficult one to get into and be successful and so once people find any sort of success they're afraid to let any of it go uh that has to be one of them once you it's just like what we're it's just like what they're doing right now they have x amount of dollars in their wallet publicly traded company with shareholders you don't want those dollars to go away right you don't want what you uh already counted on having when you count on having something and you lose it's way worse than never getting it yeah you know what i mean and i don't think that people are i don't a lot of it's ignorance a lot of it's ignorance as far as and a lot of it's they put themselves, you always hear people getting finessed. They put themselves in the position to be finessed. You know, through desperation sometimes. I just want this so bad that I'm right. just, I'll do anything. And it's like, anything? Anything is a big ass word. It comes at a big ass price and cost. And we are not good role models or examples at all. But we do try to think about what it is we're doing. You know what I mean? More than some people might give us credit for. Right. And we do not play the game that everyone claims you need to play. 
And some people might be like, well, yeah, you're small and unimportant, but it is almost, at least we made our own choices, I guess. And once again, we ended up leading the wave, starting the wave. And now everyone's, now it's okay to be pissed off because they're taxing everyone. Do you think hip-hop people are as pissed off about it? I mean, they gotta be a little bit, but like... Because I, I, granted, I just don't see that type of stuff because I don't personally know Young Thug. So, you know, I get to see what he fucking thinks about stuff. And I, you know, personally know a lot of these people just from touring, whatever. But do you think it's going to hit hip-hop as harder? I mean, Live Nation does, like, stand-up comedy and shit, too, right? Do they do all the, like, monster truck rallies and, like, the nitro circus and shit? Does Live Nation do that? I have to assume, but I don't really, I don't know to the extent in which which they got going on. Because I just wonder what it would take to have any sort of blowback against this. It it would have to take more than just the, the rock metal community being upset. Yeah. Because they make so much money elsewhere. Yeah. Like, do you think Nickelback cares if they have to take a 20% pay cut? I mean, like you said, they're not even get, really getting a guarantee. They have a $100 million deal to do tours. That wasn't, them. yeah, to... Um, just to clear it up, that was a that was a few year deal that they did uh, a few back that I believe is over with now, but it wasn't really the point. The point, I don't know, I really, I really don't know how people feel about it. I guess what would it take to? I'm unsure. The some of the shit you see happen today, and you're just sitting there looking around like you guys know what this means, right? And everyone's kind of blank-faced, going on about their lives, because people have so many things to worry about. They're like, yeah, well, it doesn't take my job away. I'm going to work. I'm going to pay rent. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Right. Do you think there's an opportunity for, like, a a competitor to rise up? Like, Like we said, they pretty much have a monopoly. I think so. I don't like the idea of competitor um because again like we talked about last time the animal farm thing competitor just means the next live nation right i like uh, a friend of ours tech nine what he does is he deals with people um him his team that is small deals with people directly these are the promoters and the people we deal with, whether they're live nation venues or not, whether they're college campuses, whether they're any anywhere where there's a stage or whatever. He'll perform. He'll go and he has a relationship and, and these He'll are consistent. Up on exactly. <laughs> they 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 work together each year. Uh, you know, he puts out a record and they, they do these tours and they have a continued relationship. It's not we're going to have you do this. If you don't like it, then, well, too bad. He doesn't middleman it, basically. No. And he, and I feel like it ends up, the rewards go to who deserves them. So you're not getting some corporation who owns the building getting most of the money. That, to me, that's just weird. Right. Uh, because... It doesn't make any sense. 
because it's you, like I said earlier, they wouldn't have a product to right. offer if there wasn't. Your building's not a product. Right. No one's. It's just a facility. Right. And even your staff, or even your, you know, they're not they're not creating things. They're not doing anything. Anyway, the the tech model is 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 interesting and successful, and um, it's something to examine because. It cuts out all those white people in the middle that are just taking pennies on the dollar. Because the reason why? Because they always have. You know what I mean? The record industry is so big because you used to be able to fly, be a fly on the wall and make a million dollars. Right. Because there was so much money being thrown around. That's why these high rises in New York are still full. They just refuse to give up on, you know what I mean? Change, certain, they don't want to change the model things. to adapt with the times because... The private jet was nice, right. you know what I mean? The, uh, the the corner office was nice. I can't get rid of it. That means I'm going backwards. It means I'm going down. There's no really humility or, or anything like that. But there was a bunch of things in the at the bottom of the article that I thought I don't think they're interesting. I've read them a thousand times because we've had a played a thousand shows. But if you're listening and you care about how this shit works, it might be interesting. Did you see at the bottom? It just had some clauses, which you from the actual musical contract. Yeah, it was um, the radius clause, uh, the insurance, the cancellation, the force majeure. The funny one, artist, artist guarantees will be adjusted downward 20% is, is funny. Um, payment terms, artists will receive a deposit of 10% one month before the festival. It's usually more, and it's usually more than a month. Isn't it's it usually, usually 50%? 30 to 50, and it's usually when you sign, when you uh, sign, when you agree to the doing it, not one month before, uh, contingent on the executed agreement. and fulfillment of marketing responsibilities marketing responsibilities so now we're also promoters um and then that's the balance minus standard deductions for taxes and production costs i don't know what production they're talking about but do they just um, put in that word standard deductions to make you think that they're not fucking you yeah it's oh, that's just another processing that's just what fee. we do everyone does that yeah it's standard that's industry standard um, artists, uh, minimum marketing requirements, artists will be re- required to market, um, through social media posting, that's just regular shit. Uh, all artists will be required to allow their performance to be filmed and used as live broadcast, of course, because they're juicing for whatever they can, which, whatever. Um, purchase o- purchaser will retain 30% of artist merchandise sales and send 70% to the artist within two weeks so they're just holding all that money for a <laughs> yeah, minute I'll get you the shit when within two weeks you know I gotta I gotta count my earnings for something that I didn't do that concept um, has always been so fucking backwards to me like when we play shows and the venue wants to take a merch cut it's like fuck you go fucking die give me the alcohol cut right it's not my responsibility that you're fucking not turning a profit because of whatever reason. My annoyance is they are. They're bar. Right. They have a bar that's just doing better than the show. And no one would be at the bar. And no one, right. If it wasn't for the show. It's not like it's a bar. Right. It, that's, a, that's a confusing thing. 
and then um, regular stuff, airfare and accommodations will be the responsibility of the artist. Once again, for you people that think people are sending planes all over the world just jet setting like a motherfucker. I think Iron Maiden really has that system fucking figured out. The dude just said, fuck it, I'll fly the plane myself. He went and learned how to do that. That's cool, we gotta man. send Gene to Gene. No, you gotta go to flight please, school. No, no. no. Um, promoter controls all sponsorships. Artists may not promote brands on stage or in its productions. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, because what do Once they again, consider promoting? You wearing a shirt that says. Yeah, that's a promotion. Right. It's like death of a thousand cuts. It's just inch by inch by inch until you find yourself in a position like this and you have no idea how you got here well this is how you got here um, insurance artist is required to maintain cancellation insurance promoters not responsible for the fee in event of cancellation due to weather or force <laughs> due to weather uh, not responsible okay that's cool um, Cancellation, artists will pay promoter twice as much. Due to poor sales, uh, artists will receive a quarter of the guarantee. If something crazy like a pandemic happens, the promoter will not pay the fee. And uh, the artist is responsible for any cancellation insurance. Uh, inability to use the full cap of the venue because of orders of the venue or any government entity. So, so like not COVID, inability, saying, just can't do it. You know, you can only have 100 people or whatever. Yeah, they may terminate the agreement. Artists will refund any money previously paid. And it just, it comes down to this complex system that finesses it to inch by inch, you know what I mean? And they're not really sexy stories. Like what we just said, it's not attractive or nice. You, you don't put it on Instagram or Facebook as a post to fans about how shit works. They're doing a... It's just a smoke and mirrors. A memo that people have to obtain. You have to obtain a memo. And you have to give a shit, I guess, to know uh, about it. And most people as we see, do not like to sit and listen to something for however long this has been. How wild was last night?